Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together, and I'm your only host, Yen. So, welcome back from the previous、um, unusual episode. If you didn't listen to it, you don't have to.、Um, it was just an episode where I complained for thirty minutes straight, and it's unusual in the sense that I typically try to make my feelings more relatable.、Um, I try to rationalize a bunch of things I'm thinking, and I try to make. I even try to come up with terms and stuff to describe some phenomena in my in my life.、Um, but then the previous episode. Was just where I <laughs> just talked for thirty minutes without, without really thinking. I'm not going to remove it. I'm trying to make my podcast、um, real. I mean, it is real. So,、um, so that's that.、Um, but today, before I start, though, oh yes, before I start, I do want to say that we've now reached fifteen、uh, countries.、Um, I think the newest edition is. Um, Canada, so that's great because Canada is big, and now we've got the whole North America covered. So、um, thank you and welcome. <laughs>、um, yeah, so if you're new,、um, you could email me at、uh, livingalonetogether at tuta nota dot com.、Uh, we could discuss things if you want, but if not, that's fine. Just 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 listen. <laughs> um, what else? So today, I I do want to talk about a very specific topic, and I even have a term, and it's related to what I said in the opening, which is the fact that I try to rationalize most of my、uh, well, most of the phenomena in my banal life. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the fact that I feel utterly disenchanted. Now, before I, I I explain that, I guess I need to talk about the term disenchantment because it's a technical, I guess, philosophy sociology term. So let me read out from my well, our favorite website, Wikipedia. So this is all from Wikipedia. I'm gonna read. Um. Now, okay. Quote. Disenchantment in social science. Disenchantment is the cultural rationalization and devaluation of religion apparent in modern society. The term was borrowed from Friedrich Schiller.、Um, note: He's a he was a、uh, German philosopher by Max Weber or Max Weber to describe the character of a modernized bureaucratic, secularized,、um, secularized Western society. Um, in Western society, according to Weber, scientific understanding is more highly valued than belief, and processes are oriented toward rational goals as opposed to traditional society, in which,、uh, quote, the world remains a great enchanted garden, unquote. And that is from Weber, of course. So that is, I guess, the the technical definition of of the word disenchantment,、um, and、um, basically, it's really for the entire society. We're talking about maybe an era or like a general huge long term trend of how the society is. Is、uh, where the society is going, which is to do as as it says very clearly, which is to become more bureaucratic and、um, and instead of maybe giving things a 
mystical view or view by view. I mean the <laughs> the、uh, what was the term I came up with? Oh my god, I don't even remember the <laughs> or、oh, the view of civilization. Well, instead of having a view of religion、um, or being、um, still having some fantasies or basically having some religious perspective or holding religious ideas,、uh, I guess the Thing that happened was we started、um, giving scientific explanation, and not just that, we reject the more religious explanation、uh, or the mystical explanation, and not not just that either. I think it goes another level, which is we invalidate the use of religious、um, or mystical or fantasized.、Um, Explanation of phenomena in general. I think mostly, yeah, phenomena in general.、Um, I guess that's my that's my understanding from from reading the Wikipedia, and so and so it's a really long term thing, and it covers the whole society,、uh, well, Western society in fact, and、um, and then、uh, as opposed to disenchantment, I think the next stage of disenchantment is reenchantment, and.、Um, I'm not really sure exactly what reenchantment is about, but I suppose it must be a stage that occurs after disenchantment, which is、um, that because people realize how brutal it is to、um, to be completely secularized or how unfulfilling it is. I don't know. So then there is like a new trend that comes after that, which is to go back to、um, well or to merge our. Uh, religious or our non-scientific beliefs、um, with the scientific tools or、um, scientific way of looking at the world. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not a sociologist, but the point is,、um, I I'm not talking about this. But I I think my idea of disenchantment has some well parallels this idea a little bit, which is to say that we try to. Uh, use a lot of、um, scientific or pseudo scientific explanations to、um, deal with our day to day life, and and so today I want to talk about my personal <laughs> feeling of of well being disenchanted and to feel like、um, to feel sometimes even hopeless because of disenchantment, and so. Let me explain a little bit what I mean by feeling disenchanted and therefore feeling unhappy because of this disenchantment. So I'm not using Weber's term per se. I'm just borrowing that term to describe my state of being or my feeling.、Um, what I want to say is this. So as I said in the opening, I said that my podcast is、um, a public journal where I discuss what I, what happened to me. Every week, and I try to make it more relatable by using some terms or by doing some analyses, which may or may not be helpful. But the point is, I think what I'm doing is is exactly that. I'm trying to、um, science be be more scientific about about things, and even the use of psychology or. Uh, maybe borrowing from books that explain Asperger's syndrome. I think that all of these are a process of disenchantment, and、um, so I'm talking about.、Um, 
I'm talking about going ab- going about your life with a very、uh, rational point of view, and I think that is what is causing me a little bit. It, it's making me a little bit unsatisfied、uh, recently. So I think it's not just me. I think, I think、um, it's a current trend where. Because we we hashtag a lot of things on social media, we comment on a lot of、uh, things on social media. We try to explain a lot of phenomena、uh, in public. We try to, in a way, connect to others by using very explicit language and very try、uh, and and by using. Um, public language, and of course that's reasonable and that's only natural. But I I think what's going on is that when we think that we can decipher every human activity,、um, and everyone could connect openly. I think, in a way, we lost power、um, to to what used to be just raw connection. So what I mean is, it, does that even make sense? Was that sentence even okay? What I mean is this: I think when I think it's a balance. So when we do a lot of open discussions of what's going on in our tiny bubble social circle. Um, I think when we try to make everything public and open and clear, and using common language, I think what we lose is the power to、um, to connect to something that is raw and unexplicable by by language. And personally, I feel that I think that is something I'm doing a lot of times. I think. For example, by by doing this podcast, I'm trying to explain what I think is going on in my tiny world,、um, and I try to connect to you guys. But at the same time, I feel like、uh, I'm losing a lot of valuable information that cannot be, I guess, uttered in public or cannot be uttered at all, and. And that's something that's very mystical. Well, not even mystical. It's just something that's raw and um, um, without a purpose. Which is not to say that it's useless. I'm just saying that it's completely ah, it's completely aesthetic. I think that's the word I use to describe this sort of thing, right? I said, I think in one of the episodes I talked about how we need more aesthetic thinking, and by that I meant. Uh, you know, just sitting there, not doing anything, not even listening to music, but just letting your mind wander a little bit, and and so I think、uh, what I'm, what I mean by being disenchanted is that,、um, well, it goes to the well, it it fits the overall theme of of what I've been talking about, which is that we are just so busy trying to make things meaningful that we forget that. Things well, first of all, don't have to be meaningful. Or second of all, they could be meaningful, but in their own terms, and you could just、um, 
let them be and um and yet i think i personally am losing the ability to to let things just be and to um let things grow by themselves and i think i'm i'm just often too anxious to uh quickly decipher whatever is going on in my in my environment and and um, as time goes by, I mean, most of the time it could be useful or, of course, it causes anxiety at some times. But I think the accumulation of that, the effect of that is really, you know, there's going to be a one point where I feel like I'm on the cliff. I'm at I'm uh, on the precipice and I'm I suddenly just don't know what comes next because um I've lost any vocabulary. I, I, I've lost my vocabulary and I've lost new building material for my cliff. And I kind of just, and I cannot jump. And I mean, I'm at the moment where I have to decide if I want to go back and just just wander through the safe ter- 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 territory or just like stay in my comfort zone or should I just, um, should I jump, right? Maybe that's something existential, but um, I don't know. So the point is that, yeah, so I think in the previous episode, I talked about a kind of existential boredom. And I think that boredom is connected to um, to the fact that I've, I've exhausted my explanation of things. And I feel like I've already... Um, I've already completely sort of butchered the <laughs> the beauty of life, I think. I think that's why I was sad or that's why I was so frustrated and bored because I feel like, yeah, things are just like this. There's nothing, nothing, uh, I think the word I used was colorful. Yeah, there's no, there's no more color in my life because I think, I believe, I know what's going on. I, I've observed the pattern. I've um, like I know what this particular person is going to react this particular way, and there's no more surprises. And I think that all of that feeling has to do with really being disenchanted, or in other words, I would say I've been too arrogant. I think I'm arrogant to presuppose a lot of things that are probably not going on in other people's minds that are not going on in the current world and yet I believe I hold on to my belief very deeply um, <laughs> and yeah so I think that's that's really the the underlying cause of that feeling of, of boredom um, and that's something I discovered recently. I think, and again, you know, I'm like the. It's very ironic the very fact that I'm using the term uh, disenchantment <laughs> to describe this whole thing to do a meta analysis of my existential boredom. I think that this very fact illustrates my point, right? I, and I cannot help myself. I just have to know. I have to know what's going on. I want to know um, how to navigate the social network. Um, and I came up with my own rules and I have to label things as such um, and or else I'll feel very insecure and I cannot really um, sort of have a raw interaction with other human beings, I think. And 
And that is a problem I've observed in myself. And some people have point have have been kind enough to point that out to me. And then they say, "Listen, why are you presupposing that I'm thinking this way or that way when nothing like that is going on in my head?" And I think often、um, I do hurt people、uh, because I presuppose something very negative is going on in their minds, and and I'm not doing it intentionally. I think it's just a bad bad habit, and I. I just can't help myself,、um, and so I don't know what to do about this. I mean, I suppose it's okay. It's good that I realize that this is my habit,、um, but I don't know. I guess I can work on it and just have like a raw interaction with someone else.、Um, I, I, or maybe I can do some, I don't know, psychotherapy. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary.、Um, the point is that. The point is that. Um, yeah, this is what I discovered. I mean that I do have this tendency to, I I don't know if I should use overanalyze or just to presuppose things that don't even exist, and、uh, and and I live in this very ironically mystical world with my personal rules, which in which I believe that I've deciphered everything. When in fact it's probably not true, and yet because of some luck,、um, sometimes I am right, and I feel bored when I'm right, things like that. So that's exactly, that's just it. Okay, that's what、um, I think what's been going on in my life for for a long time, and、um, it's just that recently that feeling of disenchantment popped out and made me feel very very.、Um, Lethargic or just bored, and lack of energy. I, although I'm not depressed because I do still have the energy to um to um describe this whole phenomenon. And I do want to discover a little bit more about myself and also how I view the world and how people view me, maybe. But the point is, yeah. So that's that's sort of the the analysis of what was going on in the previous episode and how I've been feeling, and. As for the solution, now that's an interesting point that I hope you guys can relate to. As for the solution,、um, you know, of how not to get so trapped by your own、uh, presumptions about other people and in the society, I think I discover a very old technique to <laughs> reduce that effect or to to sort of limit that tendency, which is da 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 to <laughs> to read. And not to read nonfiction, but to read fiction, and so that's really what I've been going into、um, the past week.、Um, I started. I picked up a few books. Um, I um, apparently, so I I bought this book by、uh, Jonathan Frenzen.、Uh, yes, his name, Jonathan Frenzen, and I. Um, it's called what is it? It's his new novel, and it's called Crossroads、uh, by Jonathan Franzen. And I also borrowed. Sorry, I also bought this book,、um, The Paper Palace,、uh, in the hope to get back to reading novels because I haven't done that in a in a long time. Simply because I couldn't find a good one to read. Although I did finish Sally Rooney's、uh, Beautiful World, Where Where Are You? It's a it's a good read, except. Um, it's not particularly relatable to me, but um, which is good because the point is to to read something that I that's not 
in my life, right? Um, another recent one I read was the new one by uh, Kazuo Ishiguro, um, Clara and the Sun. Of course, it's a fiction with some scientific fiction element in it. Um, and Clara is a robot or a cyborg um, who is there to take care of her, her well, her human friend. And she's an artificial friend, and she's there to, well, she needs to study human emotions be, to be able to be, um, to be her host's uh, playmate. But anyway, so it's an interesting novel. But as usual, his books are very wistful and just very slow and not too exciting, which is a good thing uh, at times. In any case, so I ordered. Um, Crossroads and the Paper Palace, and another one is the Testaments by Margaret Atwood. Of course, I read The Handmaid's Tale. I believe exactly twelve or thirteen years ago, and、um, I really, really liked it. But I don't remember the details. I was thinking maybe I should borrow The、uh, Handmaid's Tale again just to review before I read the sequel. I don't watch. Um, television adaptations of of things like of this kind, because I think I just like the details in the novel a lot more. So I've never seen testaments on TV or anything.、Um, it's just I these three books I believe will be very intense, and I could、uh, be engaged、um, for a long period. I think <laughs> it's gonna take me three months maybe to finish all of them. I also borrowed a bunch of. Um, Japanese novels、uh, translated into into Chinese. So I'm gonna be busy reading for the next two to three weeks, and that is for a purpose. That is, well, first of all, I, I remember how I feel when I I used to read a lot more、uh, when I was still in school, and、uh, it was a stage where I just truly. Did not care that much about how other people were viewing me or how I felt about other people. I really was immersed,、uh, sorry, immersed in in my reading and the <laughs> the characters and、uh, <laughs> um, sorry, I'm I'm chatting at the same time with a friend. So, um, no, I should focus. <laughs> um. So the point is, the point is, I want to talk about reading and the effects of reading and how exactly. It's um well how exactly reading, uh means what exactly reading means to me in my life and、uh, I would say that you know if people ask me uh exactly when was the happiest time of my life, um I would say it was the period it was the one to two years I when I read the most and truly only uh fictions I read there was a. I think it was there was a whole year where I, I was just eager to read the next novel, no matter what it is. Every, every week, every two weeks. That's the year when I read a lot of Jonathan Franzen, and I read, um, um, what is it called? The, a little, a little story. <laughs> I don't remember the, the title of the book. It's the, I think it's called the little, um, damn it. <laughs> 
A Little Life, yeah, A Little Life by Hanya uh, Yanagihara. So that's the period when I read that, and I also read Skippy Dies um, by an Irish um, um, by an Irish novelist, uh, Paul Murray. It's a great book. So all of these books, um, you know, Jonathan Friends, and I think all of these books are very uh, dramatic and very very. Um, detailed and it really they really focus on the protagonist's um, internal well on on their mind and so and so it was just so engaging and I really I think that was the period uh, when I was the happiest because I was just it was just um, intensive reading and um, I was just curious to see what's go what will happen and so it was a really pleasant experience, um, and so, so yeah, I want to go back to that. I mean, that's an interesting question as well. I think, you know, often when I'm I'm just taking a walk, you know, and you know I do like to talk to myself <laughs> out in the open. I do do that, and uh, I typically just hold my phone. So if someone comes by. I pretend I'm talking on the phone, but otherwise I do enjoy talking out loud on the streets. You know, I I I don't think this is so abnormal, so don't look at me like that. In any case, you know, when I talk to myself, I often have sort of a Q and A session with myself. <laughs> Guys, you can try it. It's not that as strange as it sounds. Um, in any case, I talk to myself, and one topic that often comes up during my self talk. <laughs> Um, is the question of when was the happiest time of my life, and and I picked the same year over and over again, except except every time I have a different explanation, and I never really feel that it was the right explanation until today or recently when I think it's because that's when I read the most of uh, fictions, because as I said. I, it's when I didn't really care that much about the quote unquote external real world, and now that's when I I was the happiest, and I really had something to focus on that was completely aesthetic. That was an aesthetic experience, which is to say, it's not for anything but the experience itself. It's not even necessarily pleasure because sometimes it is painful to read whatever you were reading. So yeah, so so going back to an earlier theme in one of the episodes when I talk about we are we have too little time at work to do aesthetic thinking, which is to say thinking without a purpose. I think in general that's true. I think we have too little aesthetic activities, uh, too yeah, too few aesthetic activities. And I think reading novels um, is the thing that is solely aesthetic and. Um, I think reading nonfiction wouldn't count as an aesthetic acti- activity because typically you read a nonfiction because you want to know a very specific thing. You want to know the answer to something, and or you want to build up your particularly no- uh, particular knowledge web um, around a- an issue, and um, which to me means it's with a very specific goal, and that is not aesthetic. So I'm using word aesthetic to mean. Without a purpose, right? So yeah, I think reading nonfiction, sorry, reading fiction is a great way to become um, enchanted again. Well, to get rid of the disenchanted state, 
that's because I think by reading, well, because there's a lot of there are a lot of unknown things in the books, and yet these things are presented um, directly, explicitly in the book, and so there's like a process of discovery when you're reading a non or、uh, reading a fiction. And also, I think the novel provides an alternative perspective to what you believe to be true about human beings, and so it's another—it's a potential that you've ne- you would never have thought about. And so, so yeah, so that that has to do with my <laughs> yeah. So of course, you could say, ah,、oh, no, you got a purpose, right? You want to get rid of your disenchantment. You want to get rid of the feeling that you kind of know everything already. Well, yeah, of course that's my goal, but that's a meta goal. It's not directly the goal of reading that particular novel. So anyway, we're not going to go into a discussion of that. The point is, I want to read more、um, novels, and for the、um, for well for reenchantment, although not exactly what they mean by reenchantment.、Um, so what can I say?、Hmm? All right, so、um, I guess that's it. I think I think we've sort of covered、um, the issue of disenchantment and how to solve it. <laughs> well, now that's a short episode. That's no good. So maybe we could talk a little bit about aspirations, <laughs> about what's gonna happen next week, and and exactly. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Apart from reading, I was thinking there's another thing that I could do, well, or that people could do in general to get rid of the disenchanted state, which is to. I think that's why people like to fall in love, or <laughs> they like the feeling of falling in love because I think that's a stage where、um, you are completely allured by the your love object, and yet, and you don't know too much about them, and yet you, you want to know more, and there's a lot of Potential and it's just it's just very very mysterious what's going on between you guys and between and and what's going on with them in particular, and I think I think I suppose now that's a weird analogy but if my theory is true, um falling in love every time is like reading a novel every time, isn't it? Particularly when you're reading a good novel. <laughs> Which is just to say that yeah there are a lot of things that you don't know. About and yet you do want to know about them a little bit more, and yet somehow there is some sort of script, and eventually it will come to an end. I mean, yeah, we're not talking about marriage or anything. I'm just saying that the state of being in loveness,、um, that that could, I think, potentially it ends all the time. I don't know. I haven't lived that long yet to to really know the answer to that.、Um, But I'm just saying that my theory is that the reason behind people wanting to fall in love is not just it, it feels good or anything. It's because I suspect that a lot of people are disenchanted or believe that they know a lot of things about what's going on in their lives already, and that's a potential area where you you kind of have a lot of unknowns and you kind of want to solve these unknowns.、Um, so I don't know. I think. Some people are going to dis- disagree with me, obviously.、Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I've been thinking about in the past week or so.、Um, yeah. So apart from that, and、um, I I do I do want to talk about、um, I do want to talk about the 
um, as Asperger's uh, syndrome or really traits of people who are Asperger's. Um, let me bring my book. Well, okay, all right. So last time I was gonna talk about some of the Aspie's trait, and it's it's it is related to this disenchantment because I think I think people with Asperger's syndrome or um, Asperger traits um, are kind of the epitome of being disenchanted all the time. And and yet it's a very special kind of disenchantment, which is to say that okay, uh, first of all, maybe we have to define a little bit what I mean by Aspie's trait. Um, just I'm just borrowing from the book. So the idea is that you kind of are you don't have um any idea of when to stop talking, and you just go on and on about your own thing a lot of times and also you are rather not um chatty with you don't like small talks um you kind of have a themed talk every time and for and you sort of have very specific interests or there are topics where you do have many many many, many thoughts on and there are things that you're just completely uninterested in which are what small talks are often about um and um you have difficulties uh, deciphering the other person's expressions and you could talk to yourself you like to um rationalize a lot of things that most people don't rationalize that much um and um you don't know how to express your empathy maybe you don't have that strong of a sense of of empathy um you like to organize stuff um in a very particular way and you um prefer um being alone rather than socializing um and let's say you have very very specific order for operating certain things or you have very specific schedule or you have very like you have like a map in your own mind that if got if it gets um disturbed you get very upset things like that right and then you remember dates very well so there are some these are some of the i guess traits and and i find that there is like a huge um let's say overlap with what i've been describing as disenchanted because disenchanted if you really uh, elaborate um it really means that you don't you don't um you think you're right about such social rules or you're right about other human beings when in fact the you're wrong and yet you've developed like a very strong internal network or internal mind map for how to operate with other people and i think the ultimate cause or the ultimate motivation for you to do that could likely be traced through the fact that you are just very lost and you don't have the natural commonsensical operation you know you don't uh, commonsensical yeah 
way to deal with people, and therefore, in order order to survive, maybe you've developed this kind of internal mind map that you f- and which makes you feel like you're disenchanted. You've known everything. Of course, it's not the same thing, okay? Because disenchanted is just my personal <laughs> vocabulary to describe how I feel. But I think personally, if I try to then decipher what this disenchantment is about. I think it's really having some of the Aspie's traits, and to me personally, and now this is getting really personal. Um, um, the I do relate a lot. Uh, I do relate a lot to the the date thing. So if I have a schedule, I have my own pace, and it's it gets disturbed, I get really, really, really annoyed, not just annoyed, I feel like there's something hurting in my heart, um, that's something I feel, when I was really young, it was pretty clear, I had to go to bed at nine o'clock, and if, if it gets um, interrupted, or it gets, the plan is not met, I will just feel really, really bad, that it hurts, really, so that's something that I see I have, um, often I do want to have a very clear standard operation procedure, like how to, you know, I want things to, to proceed in a very specific order. In general, I don't like small talks. That's why, you know, I've been doing a lot of episodes about sort of the unspoken rules in the office or in general. Um, and um, also I do like staying alone much more than socializing. And I do analyze a bunch of things that probably shouldn't be analyzed um, in the first place. So, um, so yeah, so I, I do think I have a few what they call Aspie shades, although I'm not that intense, I think. Oh, yeah, and I do talk to myself. So I, I think I do have quite a few traits. Um, and, and I think that is the... Uh, cause for feeling disenchanted so it's kind of I guess you gotta wrap your mind a little bit around this because yeah disenchanted means you you don't have any disillusion about things going on but in my perspective you feel like you're disenchanted only because you're wrong because you can never get what's going on in in the other person's mind right and and then if I trace back to why I feel disenchanted it's because in order, to, in order to survive as someone who has a lot of Aspie traits, um, I got to develop my own rules for, for um, reading other people's signals that could be just very natural to most other people. But to me, it's, uh, it's all, they're all codes, right? And they're, they're just codes that I need to, that I need to dismystify, that I do need to analyze. And and that gives me the illusion that I know everything about everyone. And that makes me, that gives me the false, false idea of how, uh, false presumption of other people and false idea of how other people are working. And hence, the disenchantment really is entirely false to, to start with, right? Because... Um, well, presume, presumably, we can never really know what's going on um, in another person's mind or, you know, exactly how social rules work and so on and so forth. So, so okay, I know it sounds overly complicated. To summarize, what I mean is that I think I've developed 
into the stage where, because I've been so often confused by what's going on in my daily life,、uh, particularly when it comes to social interactions, and because I do share quite a few traits with an Asperger, with an Aspie.、Um, In order to survive, I've developed an internal network for sort of an internal radar and sort of that could be completely useless, but it's it's it makes me feel safe. And that kind of radar traces what's going on in my social world and summarizes summarizes、um, the whole thing into a mind map or like a huge book in my mind. Hence the final stage of feeling disenchanted, because I believe I have decoded everything, and then if I'm good enough, maybe some of my codes do describe the reality. Hence, I feel bored because I don't get stimulated by the um by my environment or by other people, because I believe I know what they're thinking, <laughs> um due to arrogance and actually a lot la- a lack of understanding, a lack of empathy and all that. And so then, so then, so then, uh in order to get stimulation. I got either fall in love, which is way too difficult. So,、uh, or I could read fiction. So that's the whole story,、uh, whole summary of my episode, right? So from Aspie traits to、uh, evolution of a system that、um, I that protects me from conf- confusion, that got too evolved, and that became my current stage stage of being. Feeling、um, disenchanted and feeling bored, hence the need to read fictions. Hence,、uh, in the search of a state of uh, mis- uh, mystery, uh, in the search of、um, a ar- an artificial kind of friendship in books and stuff like that. So that's it. That's the story <laughs> of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not. It, obviously, it's not as simple as that. And plus, the interesting thing is maybe this whole analysis about myself, as I'm one of the people I meet every day,、um, maybe this whole thing is false. Again, I'm dis, I'm disillusioned. Sorry, I am, I misunderstand myself. Maybe, and so yeah, that's kind of a a conundrum, isn't it? How did I actually get to the stage? And if anything you say about yourself or your state of mind could ever be useful for your navigation of the world,、um, and if so, to what extent? And I feel like I am speaking. I'm reading out some sort of、um, thesis, <laughs> which was not my intention. All right. So that's it.、Um, The thing about disenchantment. So the feeling. So maybe、uh, that's it. I feel like I've just gone through a personal psychotherapy、uh, with myself, and I'm just revealing all of the information to all of you guys, which is fine because who knows? Maybe you're like me. <laughs> all right. So somehow this podcast has turned into this this、um, therapeutic thing、um, or a a source of. Pure confusion to other people. I hope not. I hope not.、Um, I do want to expand my podcast a little bit. I hope more people could listen to it and maybe give me some feedback, and maybe you could have a discussion about stuff, or maybe we could start a book club or something. Anyway, yeah. So that's that, 
Um, that's about it. The state of disenchantment. As you know, maybe this podcast I'll title it um, "Why do we have to read?" <laughs> As a clickbait or something. I hope it doesn't annoy you if you see that title in the end. Well, it's too late already because you would have listened to this part um up to this point, right? So, so yeah, I think that's it. Um. That's it. So have a nice day.、Uh, keep being enchanted.、Um, have fun and all that. Bye bye.